Oaxaca to LA, La Serranita was created by two sisters, Melina and Anaí Cruz Bautista, as a project to not only reflect and grow, but to also honor the communities that have raised them. Join these two sisters as they attempt to make sense of their upbringing on borrowed land. And again, as always, welcome to the space. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to episode five. As you know, last episode, we told y'all that Meli had gone to Oaxaca. She was out there for two weeks after not being in our pueblo since 2016. So today's episode is dedicated to a little pueblo recap. And yeah, we just want to talk about Meli's trip, being back in Yalina and being with our family and seeing everyone again after six years of not seeing each other. It's definitely a catch-up call. What I feel like it's a catch-up call with like friends just checking in and really diving into what I lived these last this last month basically. So enjoy the conversation, you know, sit down, listen up, but also check in, like share your own connection to your pueblo to your um, yeah. motherland yeah if you're missing oaxaca yourself this is a conversation you're gonna want to listen to because it's you know i haven't gone in a fat minute either so hearing like meli come back and like tell me all about her trip was really like pleasant because i feel like i was there with her um, so yeah, maybe Meli could take you on this trip with <laughs> with her. And um, there was also some very cool photos that she took. Oh, so nice. um, always make sure to follow her creative page as well on Instagram at vida.conmel. The last time we recorded, I was actually getting ready to fly to Oaxaca with my aunt. And we both ended up spending the last week of April and the first full week of May there in the Pueblo. So I was there for almost two full weeks. And I feel like time flew by, but we were both with our family. We were actually having a lot of like fun. And there were a lot of emotions that like came out of that trip. Cause you went for the fiesta, no? Yes, I ended up being there for La Fiesta de Tres de Mayo. And again, I'm glad we went there a week before the fiesta because when it's tiempo de fiesta, everyone's busy. Like either people are cooking, dancing, getting ready to go on their gigs because a lot of our family, we do come from a family of musicians. So a lot of us have like had to go on like long musical gigs and sometimes they have to leave for a whole week in the pueblo. And I was just so glad to spend time with my cousins, with my uncles and my aunts, like the amazing food we ate, the drinks we had. Everything was really, really enjoyed. And I, I'm excited to go back. I really wish Annie would have gone with me, but... But now I had to work and be an adult <laughs> and pay bills. Yes. Yeah, I didn't have to stay this time around, but hopefully I get to take her next year. We both get to go. Hopefully Karina also signs up. Yeah, because I really wanted to go this time around as well. But your girl has been booked and it was just going to be back to back to back trips. And I needed a little break, um, but I'm really glad that Meli was able to go on her own and have that be her own experience because I think it was definitely needed. 
um, she took some very amazing pictures <laughs> out in the pueblo that um, I can't wait for y'all to see. Like I said, I think it was through those photos and the stories that she brought back from her trip that made me feel like I was right there with her. But yeah, it's I'm, I'm hoping to be back soon as well. Meli just like, she, she came back with so much joy and I think we had mentioned this in our last episode, but Meli's a full-time student and she I think she really needed that break. And again, like that vacation from the city to just reground and regroup herself um, before ending off the semester. So I feel like it did her really well mentally. If we go into it too, like obviously reconnecting with our family and we hadn't seen them in so long. Um, just jumping into the conversation, there's family dynamics, as y'all know, we'll hawk in family things, like there's drama, there's fights, and there's tension sometimes. And you know, we're, we're a big family out in the Pueblo. Like, we're a big, we're a big name. I see como, like, all famous. But, you know, <laughs> the Bautistas are known, you know. Very true. But that's a good thing and a bad thing sometimes. So our family is pretty spread out throughout the Pueblo. Damn, not me airing all our business out here, huh? Honestly, I mean, I guess that's the point of La Serenita. Yes, get your <laughs> cup of tea, you know, sit down and hear us out. <laughs> Come for the cheese stay for the stay for the vibes, you know. <laughs> but yeah, so we have a pretty like big family. Um, some people get along with some people, some people don't. We get along with everybody. Like, yes. if you treat me nice, I'll treat you nicer. Like, you know, me and Meli, since we were young, we when we started visiting the pueblo, we would have this routine of going every three years, and every three years. There was the same family members who t- took care of us, who made sure we felt at home, comfortable, yes. and had a enjoyable stay in the Pueblo, you know? And Meli and I are grateful for them. And if you know us personally, like we carry the people we love everywhere. Like, and we show that through our art, through, again, like through La Serranita. This is a dedication to our family, to our history, to our culture, to our ancestors, and to music. And that's, deeply connected to us because like Meli said, venimos de familia de músicos and we honor that, we're prideful in that. Um, and that's a legacy that we love carrying, but also that we want to continue uplifting and honoring. And that's directly through La Serranita in our own way. We're not musicians. We tried it for a little second right there. Um, <laughs> didn't love it. And despite not being able to like, or despite not having that passion to play an instrument will honor music in a different manner. And this is that. Um, and so, yeah, that was a whole other conversation. That was but, put in such a beautiful way. Thank you, Eddie. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, so we take them everywhere. We're very grateful. And, you know, reconnecting to the same family members that took care of us since we were little out there. Um, it's very special to us. We love them. But of course, it's been six years, six years. A lot of things have changed. Um, We've grown up. Yeah, we've been growing up last time. Yeah, I was 16 when I went to the Pueblo and grandma passed. I'm 22. If 16 year old me knew 22 year old me we'd be very surprised and it's like again like we're not the same people anymore wow she's a bad bitch (laughs) period we've been known though yes but yeah Melly was 18 very true 
Um, I had just wrapped up my first year of freshman year oh. in college. And Damn, if 18-year-old yeah. you, you. <laughs> this I'm bitch still is still in school. school. <laughs> exactly, so I'm still in school. <laughs> but now we're having fun. Now we're really connecting it to who we really are. Yes. So she's doing it with more intention and more passion for it you know which i think 18 year old you didn't have that um the person we were six years ago would be very proud to see the the person we are today but at the same time that's what gets us a little sad because six years makes all the difference it's been six years since we lost our grandma and honestly she was the glue that held this crazy ass family together (laughs) so after grandma passed like Family dynamics shifted, changed. Um, we could go into the like conversation of Terenos too, and like you know the the all too well known story of Latinos and their terrenos and the fight for land that continues on to this day. Um, I think a lot of our listeners could probably relate <laughs> to that. And if you can't, ooh, you are blessed. You know, we will invite you to a happy hour one day, and we will just. <laughs> I want to know about the Renault that drama. and I and I want to know what that life is like. <laughs> like, oh, your family gets along because you don't have to fight over pieces <laughs> of land. So yeah, I think that's what we wanted to honor in this conversation. Um, just acknowledging that there's also that conversation and that tension of like land when it's like, what the fuck? Everyone should have access to land. Like, don't do this. Why are y'all so territorial? But. Again, that feeds into a bigger conversation, but that's just to say that was brought up and it was a theme that was involved within not During only the trip, trip, but yeah. yeah. But I mean, it's something we've carried more than six years. It's yeah. always it's always something with the Renos. Yeah, it's always know? a conversation no one really loves having. But of course, the Bautistas are known to be very loving caring but also very dramatic and i say with so much love and compassion because i know my family but it did get emotional my trip got very emotional it was something that at first i i didn't see like coming at all it came out of left field but i did have to just remind myself that i was only there for two weeks so i could have easily ruined my own trip by getting others involved and like letting them stay involved or I could really just cut it loose it's not my problem I'm here for two weeks and I'm enjoying it and that's basically what I did I danced I definitely cried I laughed but overall I just enjoyed my time and and you know what what I really appreciated during like you being so far is that you even reached out to Gary and I and that's, that was a whole other situation too. But Melly, like obviously there was um, emotions involved with just seeing the change in, in the family dynamic and the drama that is a reoccurring theme over there that you're just like, what the fuck, what do I do? And like, how do I make my family get along? Because like we said, we get along with everyone because like I said, like uh, you take care of us and we'll take care of you. Like you treat me nice, I'll treat you nice. And luckily, no one's ever disrespected us or acted ugly with us so we keep it 
like not even we keep it more than cordial with everyone like that's family but it's just so hard seeing them not get along amongst each other and that definitely like I don't know if you all know, but Meli's the most sensitive out of all three of us in the family, <laughs> out of the sisters, right? Now you know. <laughs> if you don't know, now you know. Don't make Meli cry. Um, and I think it's also because she's, like, she's not, like, a sensitive person, I see, but, no, you kind of are, actually. <laughs> but, like, because we know she's sensitive, like, you make Meli cry and we're going off. Like, me and Gary are the, the ruthless ones. Like, we're... In your face, like, you know, you're not about to fuck around with our family, you know? So now imagine the two sisters <laughs> protecting the middle child. Now imagine the mom. Oh, oh my gosh. So let's let's get into it. We said that... Yeah. <laughs> we said come for the tea. Here's the tea. Here's the cheese mate. But so Meli texted us. Of, well, she sent us a voice message crying an update yes a, like 10 minute voice message <laughs> me and Cari were on that just listening to it and i like hear my sister crying and i'm like who the fuck made my sister cry Cari had the same reaction so i go to my mom not <laughs> thinking about it and i'm like Duh. this was my me being messy unintentionally but meli sent that voice memo in the sister group chat and not the family, the family group chat, chat because I mama knew, bear i i knew i had a very defensive mother claws came out yes the mama bear really came out and she didn't even hear the voice message imagine imagine she would have heard it i just <laughs> i had heard Melly crying the second i see my mom I'm like who's making your daughter cry in the pueblo have you talked to your daughter and she was very stunned and confused <laughs> and being the mom that she is, she went off on everyone. Before she even spoke to me. Before she even knew the details, she just kind of jumped the gun and started talking. She started talking her shit in the family group chat. And it got intense quickly. It didn't have to go there. But all I remember the next day... So I bring this up right before I'm leaving to the club. <laughs> I let her do her thing. I didn't know what mess was going so on. So Ali stirs up this drama, right? right? Like without knowing what she was creating. And she leaves, she I'm dances, like, la, 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 she does her own. Exactly, exactly, <laughs> Ani. As, a, as an individual, that is exactly As the Ani. Gemini I am, I threw <laughs> fire to the flame. And I, no, as the Gemini that I am, I added fire to the flame went about my way went shook some ass came back home and in the morning knocked, knocked the fuck out and in the morning i wake up to a call from Gadi. mind you my friend slept over like i was hung over i wasn't even ready to wake up yet but my sister woke me up Gadi was mad and she was like what the hell's going on and i'm just like huh i'm on the phone with her She's like, what's going on in the, in the group chat? Because we have a, a WhatsApp group chat with the, with our family members in the Pueblo. Gary's not on that group chat because she just refuses to download WhatsApp. Maybe even just boundaries. Like She's like, I don't have to deal with this Yeah, drama. because that that's the, the WhatsApp group chat is like a whole family. Like the tias are on there. The cousins are on there. Like Sis, like cousins-in-laws. Like. Yeah, like the nueras are on there. It's. <laughs> It's a big group chat. And so Gary just for 
her peace of mind said no thank you <laughs> so she calls me i'm in the whatsapp group chat so she was like can you check the group chat apparently mom's going off on someone there and i'm like girl i'm hungover let me wake up one second i checked the group chat mind you i didn't even i was so unaware because i had my notification silenced for that group chat for a reason but obviously i had to go check and yeah mom was going off point is it became a little intense and people knew not to hurt Melly's feelings again, not to make her cry. But no one intentionally made her cry. That's what my mom thought. What had happened was she was sitting with all of these emotions and this reflection of like, damn, some people just don't get along anymore. Where it's like, uh, and mind you, we, I think Melly also went with a little bit of grief from grandma and from visiting her in the Pantheon after so long. But also we have one of our last elders standing, you know, and he's getting older. You want to make sure like the last years of his life are enjoyable with the family that he loves. But there's just, again, the family dynamics are very tense right now um, back home. And I think that's also a main reason why we haven't gone back because one, the Pueblo stability is just not there at the moment. Um, it's not as welcoming as before and you know being from a Pueblo family like our family is involved and it's just different and it just sucks and Meli was sitting with that so emotions came about but obviously my mom like I said being mama bear she took her claws out and like jumped the gun with that and so it was like a whole thing that day and it was the first week Melly was there, actually. So she still had a whole other week left. And by that time, pe- people were addressed. My mom said, don't make my daughter cry. Don't make any, don't allow anyone to make her cry or, or hurt her. Or si no, verás, you know. But also, after that, like, we all reassured Melly, like, just have a good time. Like, just enjoy it fuck everybody else like whatever's going on we get it but you can't fix it and Melly's also the type to want to fix everything and be like guys like I've I refer to Melly as the golden retriever in the family her and another cousin of ours Leslie are like both of them are the golden retrievers in the family because they're so genuinely nice you know we're obviously we're nice too we're not like all our cousins are nice but we give we we give a little bit of a stank face to people we don't know because it's like we got our guard up we have trust issues like we just don't let just anyone around us you know and not to be like oh like you know we think we're better than anyone is we are so protective over our family we're just like who's that and who's that and I think Melly and Leslie are both like, guys, let's just all get along. Like, oh my God. Peace and love. Peace and love. Like with a huge smile on their face. And we love that. They balance us out so well. But because of that, sometimes Melly's like, why is no one getting along? And she like gets emotional about it. Whereas compared to me and Gary, we're just like, fuck that. I'm gonna go have a good time. Like, I don't care. That's your business. We're so unbothered. And like, that's different with Melly. It, it affects her because she like, again, like I said, she gets emotional about it, especially being our family. Like, yeah, no one like if no one if I don't allow anyone to mess with my family, I'm like, how is it that they're messing with each other? And I'm like, I can't do anything about it. So 
I I am overprotective. I am very. I'm an empath, so it. Yeah, she really is. I feel everything, and it gets messy. Whatever Kari and I don't feel, Melly feels it for Ten us. Times more, <laughs> yeah, it gets. Yeah. yeah, it gets complicated, <laughs> but at the same time, yeah, I, got, I at the same time I got there, holding a lot of feelings from six years ago what I went what we've all gone through throughout the six years and then just going back and being able to get there like safe and sound it was a long trip but even then I was just glad I was there like I had a goal and I you know I was able to be there for the fiesta I saw what I had to see and I talked to the people I had to talk to right like even then, like Annie mentioned, because we are a large family, it's two weeks is not enough. Two weeks at yeah. all. Like, I need a whole month, maybe even four, to be like, okay, I'm satisfied. I'm here. You know, I, I visited. I did what I had to do, and now I'm I'm heading back. But two weeks, yeah, I think two weeks was the shortest time I've been there, and I'm just glad it happened already. Now, like Annie mentioned, she shared a little bit, but I do want to. I do want to celebrate Capricorn and Aquarius season in Oaxaca, possibly. So I'll share updates when Capricorn season arrives. Yeah, and like, um, well, not to get into it fully, but connecting your education and what you're doing right now in school to where you're from. Because I think we take a lot of pride in in where we're from. That's the basis of this episode, too. You know, representing where we come from and who we are. And a majority of who we are are the places that raised us. You know, we've said this. It's paying tribute to L.A. and paying tribute to Oaxaca. Specifically, Yalina, you know, because we don't know, like, the city of Oaxaca like that. Mm -hmm. We know our pueblo because... We're Pueblo kids and also city kids, and that shit's dope as fuck. So, you know, we'll always pay tribute to that, and that has to do with school as well. I mean, me personally with my education as well. Like, a main driving factor was my community and, like, where, where we're from. So hopefully Melly's able to do that entering 2024 and just... I love how that sounds, so thank you. I appreciate it. And I'm excited. Yes. And like I mentioned, we're already wrapping up the month of May. And I just want to share that as soon as I got back, I was... Straight to work. Yep. I was not even taking a break. She didn't play around. (laughs) I had things to do and I'm so excited to share now because I finally... Yesterday was my first Saturday that I stayed in. And I took it slow. I was just like, you know what? I'm going to enjoy being at home. I still have a lot of... I still have a lot of things to really wrap my head around because it all happened quickly and it all came in divine timing as I would like to see it because my friends were hitting me up while I was still in the Pueblo with art opportunities and I was also being able to dive into art opportunities while while I was there. Yeah, I feel like for sure you were in your creative bag when you were there. You were applying to opportunities. 
again constantly just investing in our futures um and like what we love so i i'm glad you were able to do that with a nice view in the background of your screen like you know you see the pueblo i just imagine you by the balcony at, at the house at grandma's house and you seen the, the pueblo and you just typing because i would definitely use that space to do work um but aside from like applying to things, you also, like I mentioned, took pictures. Um, I wanted to highlight something that your professor actually told you from one of the pictures that you captured out there, right? Um, so you were there for the fiesta and then Suizas a la Santa Cruz. Meli hiked at like midnight. Midnight to what? 6 a.m.? <laughs> Dang. A six hour hike. She pulled an all nighter. Oh, but when I want to take her out to the club and pull an all nighter with me, no. I gotta be That's in different. bed by Pero para la Santa Cruz, sí, huh? We love that. <laughs> what a religious woman. <laughs> Honestly. What a devoted of, woman. And it's hilarious because out of all three, Many I was, was the, the most least. like religiously rebellious daughter my mom raised. Yeah, Kari. Oh my god, dude. I don't think I I feel like a lot of people are always surprised when I tell them this, but Gary taught at um Sunday school. Yes. She was a whole here in teacher. Pico Union. Here in Pico Union, she did her hours, her community yeah. service. Y'all can't say she for the community cuz she she held it down since day 1. She put those kids on the Bible. But Gary, <laughs> <laughs> we love you. <laughs> but so Kari did that like she was a whole Sunday school instructor right so she was deep in it me I did my First primera comunión yeah. just cause my bestie did it like at the <laughs> time I was like you do it I'll do it her parents were making her do it my parents did not tell me like I had to we were never we never had like um, parents who were even about church like yeah. really? we tried for a little bit we're like this is in our vibe. I know. It was hilarious. I think more, we went to church more through our friends than yeah. our parents. Our, <laughs> our friends were like, it seems like you have a lot going on. Let's take you to church. You need a clothes. Like, you need some, you need. I'm yeah. like, nah. <laughs> no, but yeah, I did my primera comunión. And so at least, and that was what? Middle school, I believe that I did it I yeah, think it was eighth grade I did it eighth grade I think summer going into high school definitely your early teens I was like it's hilarious 11 or 12 yeah for her first communion I have a picture of her and Rev oh my god yeah shout out Reverie um I went straight after my primera comunión I'm like homegirls at the graph lab let's go kick it with we her yeah and my vestido y todo <laughs> like oh what the right fuck dinner. we, were we like, literally and it was like we lived up the block from the graph lab so we literally just walked down and we're why. just like let's go and we, my mom was like, we wanted to go eat dinner. Yes. So she was like, where the fuck are y'all going? And we're like, we'll be right back. We'll be right back. And that's the thing. To this day, it's like, if Annie and Melly have an errand to run, they will run it and then we will come back. Because. <laughs> and who knows what the fuck they be doing. I like, know. Literally, you know. So. The other day, now that we're like bringing it back to this conversation, but it's May. And I'm telling you, it's gone by so fast. Annie and I have been wanting to get piercings. I just wanted to like change my ear, my nose stud. But Annie actually wanted to get her belly pierced. And it's been a goal of ours to actually go. So the other day, she tagged along with me. And we ended up running an errand and still going to get piercings. 
And we came home together, and my mom already knew, like, las dos se solapan, like, we just... Because <laughs> I ended up unexpectedly spending the day with Meli, and my mom was also like, so what the hell did y'all get into today? And we're like, oh, we got piercings? Yep. <laughs> it's never a dull moment when Meli and I are together. Like, something <laughs> always has to happen. It's It's been like that since we were yeah. chamacas, so we love that, but where were we at in this conversation <laughs> oh religion <laughs> oh yeah so Meli ended up walking um six hours basically yes. for the santa cruz she she carried the santa cruz up and then and down <laughs> no, i didn't i came down i came down like the procession we followed the santa cruz down the next day but I didn't carry it that time. I carried it the second time. Well, on the last day, they walk it over. They do another procession around the church. And I was able to carry it first for the second time there. And this Fiesta de Tres de Mayo was the first time I've ever experienced it. We've gone for Fiestas de Agosto and posadas but never for tres de mayo so yeah we ne- we usually always just stick to the summer um winter yeah, it was we- the only time we've had like during our summer breaks that our parents used to like yeah send us you know months. how it be like <laughs> there's no school we avoided summer school i, I mean i mean <laughs> meli didn't dodge it all completely but one summer she, she I was, was able, able to, to get away with it. <laughs> I feel like Melly always had summer school. Hey, shout out to the kids who are always in school, including the summer, because these motherfuckers didn't know how to behave and got summer school. I actually had summer school in, in, in high school. That was a, the only summer? The only... I've had summer school twice in high school. So I had two summers in summer school, and then the two other summers, I got my shit together and, like... I was on my Berkeley grind, you know, but my first two years of high school, I don't know. I think that's a fun fact. A lot of people don't know about me. Like when they find out that like first two years of high school, I was also like messing up. I was just being dumb. Like I really didn't. Well, actually, whatever. I'm not about to get into it because one of the summer schools could have been avoided, but I had a teacher who didn't like me and he failed me. But it's because also I had a nasty ass attitude. So I forgive well him. Well deserved. It was well deserved. Yeah, going into it basically, going to what we what I wanted to bring up was, so Meli took some amazing pictures in the pueblo. Um, she got back. She's currently taking a film and photography class at her school, and they gave her feedback on one of these images, and it was funny because one of the main comments that she gets a lot with her photos is, she always has an LA touch to her photos. Like that's Meli's thing that's vida con mel like it's vida in la you know like and that's what she embodies and captures through her images so it was interesting having her come back and displaying an image that wasn't taken in la in a different setting but a setting that's also very familiar to meli and very well known to us and the funny thing is and the beautiful thing as well is um they gave her that same feedback that they always give her which is I feel like there's a touch of LA in this image. And it was funny because it was taken in Oaxaca. And I, I tell her that too, like it gives LA, but it's not in LA, which is crazy because it's, like I said, it's a mix of both. And that's what 
her her images embody um from Oaxaca to LA baby like that's what it is yes home is literally what you make of it and I carry both Yalina and Pico Union like with me wherever I go like I've entered different spaces throughout my entire life and I've always had to remember that although I was in in LA I was not necessarily in Pico Union my entire life I wasn't in Yalina as a teenager even on days I wanted to be right so it's like I had to really carry that and connect it to everything I did the same way it like motivated Annie to finish her degree it had to motivate me to get up you know different like different circumstances I just had to like do it for myself but also for the people that I love and resonate with I I never knew how much of that I carried through my photography until my 20s like I knew I captured images I knew I captured stories and I'd like sharing stories but not I never really made that the priority when storytelling like I didn't know what stories I was actually going to share outside of my identity and being able to now share like capture share and put out images for people and then having their stories being shared with me is so beautiful and so impactful like I I'm glad I get to do that today and yes I am taking a film and a digital class so I'm taking two different I'm taking two different courses this semester and I've loved it so much. I've in my film class I've been able to not only capture black and white film on my film camera, but I've also been able to develop it to enlarge my prints to actually see how they go from a film strip to an entire printed image. That is that has been beautiful. That has been there's been a lot of trial and error in that process. There's times where I get home and I'm super tired and grumpy because an image didn't come out how I thought it'd come out. But also, I've come home like with several prints and I'm just excited to share it and just display them. And hopefully, sooner than later, I get to share more of these images with all of you again. If not this summer, let's aim for the winter. But definitely connecting it to La Serranita like I capture all of these images to be shared with my community and I get to do that today through La Serranita as well Annie and I get to do that through audio but we also get to write our own perspectives and bring you guys along with us so that's been fun it's been been interesting but yeah we're here today and that's all I have for you when it comes to Vida Con Mel. I feel like there's a lot more too. <laughs> yeah no but that's why I love with your images because I think we I mean through La Saranita we're able to express the power of storytelling in connection to music and in connection to our own upbringing. Just you know we always connected to our own lived experiences but 
with your images, um, you're able to capture your own story, but someone else is able to dissect that and make a connection to their own lived experiences and their own story through your image and I think that's what like you were trying you were saying how it's your it's your form of storytelling without using any words and that's powerful because it's like damn girl you don't even you didn't even gotta say shit it's you know <laughs> I understand what you're telling me yeah. um which which is beautiful but yeah wow um it's it, it was I mean, from what I heard, it seemed like two weeks in Oaxaca did you well. Um, you Meli just came back with a lot more um, enthusiasm to continue doing what she does. I feel like a lot more fuel yeah. to do what I do, right? I, I also came back, and let me actually acknowledge the fact that it was something I was feeling really heavily when I first came back. And maybe that's also why it took me so long to even sit down and make this episode, because that was the goal. Like we want, we want to share a recap. We really want to acknowledge what it is to go back and connect. Um, but there's also a lot of feelings that come with arriving back and just not having home so close to you, and still like knowing that LA is also your home. So it's like a mix of emotions, right? I've always said like, yeah, Lena's still home. But Pico Union is also my home. So where do I stand in between these two? Um, and I can carry both of them with me. That's literally like what I embody. What we aim to do always. Yes. Actually, this is a perfect segue to our artist rotation of this episode, which I'm actually really excited because this specific artist rotation, I think all our artist rotations, if you haven't caught on, like they're always intentional in connection to the episode that we are filming and obviously today's conversation of embodying both identities like being from La Sierra Juarez and being from LA like we want to carry that we want to represent that you know and so for this artist rotation we chose three songs that we feel embody the theme of La Serenita which is from Mm -hmm. Oaxaca to To LA. LA yes so Let's. Meli, kick us off. What's one song that either reminds you of Oaxaca, reminds you of LA, or reminds you of both? If you could have the, the tall buildings of downtown LA with the mountains of La Sierra Juarez merged together, what would that sound like? I'd start my day with La Santa Cecilia. Oof. Yeah. And that is also sharing my gratitude for... 18 year old me the version i was six six years ago yeah we were brainstorming these songs and i told meli i'm like la santa cecilia reminds me of northridge you when you were at csun and i just remember you like being really into this music because you felt represented by it and seen by it and actually pepe who i know you wanted to acknowledge we've always said like he reminds me he reminds us of uncle and our mm-hmm. uncle was a musician and he loved he he loved you know just i mean music in general but he weirdly enough like pepe weirdly enough looks like him and so much yeah it just for, i think for meli needing that guidance as an 18 year old navigating a new institution when she discovered like la santa cecilia and you know i think she she got a reminder of like uncle too and like 
you're guided um, and protected, and that was that that message was through music. So this one's this one's important, and it's, it's a nice one. It's very special. Yeah. Yes. Shout out to Pepe, the entire team behind. So Laga represent. Yes. Shout out Oaxaca. Not not only just like Oaxaca. Like let's keep in mind it's La Sierra Juarez. It is the pueblo that I get to see as soon as I step into my grandma's balcony. It is a pueblo we we face. Yeah. And so so for those that don't know, Pepe is the accordion. Yes, he plays the accordion. Yeah. So. To specify, Pepe plays a accordion in La Santa Cecilia. He's Oaxacan. He's specifically from Solaga, which is a very close by pueblo, two hours. A neighboring pueblo. And, and like Meli said, like Meli said, we face it, we see it, we're connected to it, and there's a lot of memories in Solaga itself with with us. Yes. And the fact, the fact that now he's a big name in LA and in Oaxaca. It just reminded me of the power we have as musicians, as, you know, not even just as artists. Like, we have so much power when we connect our work to the communities that love us. So, thank you, Pepe. Again, 18-year-old me grew a lot through music and through the power of storytelling. And all of you do that through music. So, thank you. And I also want to acknowledge that 2016 was also a very political and like just a heavy year in both the U.S. and, well, actually nationwide. Like 2016 was a, a heavy year. So the song would be Sacudo La Pereza by La Santa Cecilia. That is one of their early on albums. Now throughout their, their work, I have different songs that remind me of different versions of myself. But this one would have to be yes. top choice, huh? It's a special one. And that's how I would start off my morning because, again, the title is just like sometimes you wake up in that, like, just that mood that isn't always the best energy. So you got to shake it off and start all over again. Um, and then the second one would either be actually, yeah, it'd be a new one that I've been listening to, que es Voy con Todo by Tony Montoya. That one's more of a, a song of gratitude but also fiesta and just music in general like it makes you feel some type of way and this one is definitely papistear con la familia with your friends with your loved oh, ones period. and so just, like it reminds you of um the good times the way you party out here in LA where you know like it's a Saturday night you're in the hood you better bump some music and drink some beers and then over there like you you play that shit live. Live, yes. With, you know... A cold one with your tío. Your guaraches and, you know, you're out there, like... Yes. In the pueblo. But yeah. it's... Yeah. It's a, it's a party vibe for... I'm excited for both Annie and I to go now that we're in our 20s, where it's like... Oh, hell yeah. Now we're grown. Okay, so one thing, when I... I was not there, but I was sure as hell missed. Especially once y'all pulled out those bottles, because... My cousins who have me on Instagram who are from the Pueblo, they're like, yeah, Annie gets lit. And I'm like, you know it. So if I were there, we would have gotten extra drunk. Yeah. Like just would have been a good time. I did make Annie proud, though, because like she said, not only did I hike for six hours, but I also went 
dancing for i left at 9 30 and i didn't come back home until like 4 30 almost 5 a.m so i also had a really good time love it <laughs> now the third song would have to be classy's latest album oh y'all okay yes i told melia we need a special episode dedicated to this album um for those that don't know classy is an mc from historic filipino town Shout out Historic Filipino Town in Echo Park. She's one represent. of Echo Park's finest. Yup. Um, a Filipina mother who is just such a badass. Um, she's our tattoo artist. She's just a beautiful embodiment of what love is because I think this album... Anyways, we'll get into it next episode. Stay tuned because if you want us to like really have these conversations about like just hip-hop and identity identity and like the love for music rap yeah exactly like we grew up with underground hip-hop classy was a name in underground hip-hop she was a young mc in high school doing her damn thing and now she's a mother of two with a loving family and like just seeing her growth has been so inspiring um and so this album yeah we want to dedicate like a whole thing to it because her her lyrics her lyrics are very intentional and thought out for a reason so i just want to give her her flowers but yeah i love that we're shouting her out in this episode too because my one of my songs is also from this new album so shout out classy i was just about to say she deserves her own flowers she's a homegirl at heart i really appreciate the fact that i get to see classy thrive and she continues to grow and amaze me so the bautistas will always have love for her she was always rooting for you baby yes she was one of many artists on my mind when thinking of this rotation but i do have to share personal by classy that is my third song and final song i feel like i could you know what i want to talk about that album cover because there's a toro on there um for for her new album for her new album good seeds there's a bull on the cover of it and it also reminds you of Stefan's like artwork um and Stefan is also like a tattoo artist so we see the similar styles so that connection to like even a oaxacan artist is so dope um, they have to meet sooner or later yeah there's so there's a toro on there and for those that don't know we're a family of musicians we're also a family of carniceros and we're i mean in general being from the pueblo you have to have a toro like you have to own a bull um and so we come from a family who who owns bulls and like i think the bull is always a, a huge symbol for us um since we were young yeah for my 23rd birthday i had an alebrije as my oh yeah my alebrije was actually a bull yeah and it was a cute little bull. it's still pink it's gone through it because <laughs> ya no tiene orejas like it's just it's yeah it's a cute little alebrije though but yeah so that's i love that because that is also in general it's an LA artist with a touch of Oaxaca without her even knowing it because she's Filipina an indigenous woman right yeah. like how is it that an indigenous Filipina woman ended up making a whole album in dedication to who she is and what she embodies. And there's a bowl that symbolizes a lot in her own world, yet connects us to our own perspectives on the meaning behind the bowl and and how it connects you to our identity as well. So shout out to Classy. I love you so much. And 
Yeah. Yeah. On the on the topic or on that album, actually, let me let me give y'all my three songs now. <laughs> um, but actually, from that album, Good Seeds, one of the songs that definitely reminded me of both. I wouldn't say Oaxaca necessarily, but more so our family in Oaxaca and like specifically grandma. But I would say which is the first song in her album, Third Eye. Um, the song kind of just goes into how you want to live your life and it's living it with joy but also being aware that there's people who sometimes may wish you bad. When I think of this song, I think of myself walking the streets of downtown but picturing Oaxaca in my head um, and I think this song has been a perfect embodiment of that experience lately. There's a specific phrase in the song that says, may your evil eye go blind. Um, and I think that's just like a perfect sentiment of how I feel about and how protected I feel because regardless if you do have an evil eye and ill intentions towards me and my life, like I, I'm protected by more so than anything grandma and like the people that Yalina has given me that I'm fine, like, your evil eye will go blind, you know, because I got people protecting me and looking out for me, and yeah, I would say that that's my first song. Um, the second song would have to be, you know me, I have to always add a Santa Fe Clan touch <laughs> to this, but I think definitely Santa Fe Clan, oddly enough, reminds me of an artist from LA, even though he's not from LA, he's from Guanajuato, and so I feel like he has that L.A. hood touch, um, but that definitely like Mexican sound. And um, his song Soy from the Wakanda Forever soundtrack um, would be my second song because it talks about um, more so the Mexican flag and like the the pride behind that. the pride behind being Mexican. Um, and obviously like we are Mexican, but above all we're Oaxacan. But it's kind of that same sentiment that I share with not Mexico per se, but Oaxaca for sure. And the pride of like my community and where I'm from and the, the resilience that's within our people, right? So I think that's a perfect tribute to how I feel about where I'm from. I love it. When we first heard that song, I think we would replay it, replay it a lot just because it also reminded us of that pride, yeah. of that like love. And, and we'd be driving by yes. like LA. So it had to be on the list. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. And um my third song. A ver, a ver, a ver. Who has the honors? Oh yeah, okay. My third song is also Spanish rap. <laughs> um it's by La Santa Grifa and it's called La Luna Sabe. I love this song. I feel like this song represents so much aside from my Oaxaca to LA connection. It's more so just, oh, it just makes me feel so grounded. Um, and it, it essentially talks about the moon and how even during my darkest times, when I'm going through so much and no one knows it, the moon knows it and the moon looks after me and the moon sees me and guides me. And I love the moon. I think I've talked about this. I have so, I have such a fascination for the moon because despite everything, we share the same moon. Like I think it always takes me back to this conversation of borders too. 
there's some family members that we can bring out here to LA because they're, they'd be undocumented, you know? They don't have their papers to come fly out here. Even though we don't share the same location, we share the same sky. And so for me, that'd be my connection. That's what I feel connects Oaxaca and LA, the moon. Because and despite everything, like you just have to look up and we're looking at the same moon despite being miles away. And so I wanted a song that paid tribute to that. And I, every time I, I have a lot of songs that actually are de in dedication to the moon. I, I like, I love the moon, but that one specifically, I think also just brings me so much comfort when I'm feeling sad because it's a very sad song about like no one knowing you, but you and the moon, you both just have a direct understanding of each other and your experiences. And when I think of that, it's also because I feel a connection towards the moon because I also know my ancestors know the moon. I wanted a, I wanted a song that paid tribute to that. And I think La Santa Grifa did a perfect job at that. So that I've, if there's any song that you need to add to your rotation, obviously all of these, but please take a listen to La Luna Sabe because it just brings me so much comfort. And I think this message of taking pride in like where we're from and like like from Oaxaca to LA literally it also brings me comfort because you're paying tribute to something bigger than you and yeah I love that that is so like I got a tengo un nudo en la garganta because of how deep you broke that down <laughs> and how it's so accurate to the lived experiences we yeah we all have but you have such a personal touch to that or connection to that song that you share with so much like so much intention yeah <laughs> that is beautiful yeah well as y'all know our artist rotations are always intentional they're always thought out and we share these we share these songs with love and you can find them on our instagram and spotify so every episode we put our we put out our artist rotation on our instagram stories you could go ahead and tune into that by following us at la dot seranita underscore it is saved under our highlights so feel free to tap in there and yeah save the playlist you yeah. know and on YouTube, we have our season two track list that you can also access. access. And on that track list are all the songs that we include for the artist rotation. So if you're ever in need of some fine tunes, just find us on YouTube, um, La Seranita. We're also linking it to this episode description. But yeah, this was a lovely conversation. We did not choose an outro song. <gasps> Where are you from? My oh. oh, period. Actually, no. I still am adding where you from right now, so. Yeah. If you are from Los Angeles, stand tall. Hope I made my city proud because I get down for y'all. From Jordan's old soul food on Wilmington to Tommy's on Rampart. We living in a city with no pity. Smog make lungs shitty. Children up at six to get bust across the city. Laying off teachers, economy weaker. I watch graduation from under the school bleachers. All my friends had dropped out early. American justice that did my homies so dirty. Prison over tagging. So that was Where You From by Bamboo. Now, Melly, lead us to our outro song. 
This is Signing Off by Bamboo de Pistola from his Sharpest Tool in the Shed album. Enjoy, y'all. Enjoy. Bye, y'all. This is what it is. You know, we're the resistance. We were placed here strategically by our ancestors, not to buy into the American dream, but to dismantle the American lie. Alliances, goal-oriented organizations looking to dismantle capitalism as we know it, or a small few make enough money to buy the world, while the rest of the world is praying for a crumb or two. That's what we're here for, to resist. I don't mean performative social media resistance. I mean physically protect your family, actively push a line, push a line to get us treated like humans, push a line to get black and brown people decriminalized, push the line to stop this money-fed imperialist machine from infecting the world. Resist, resistance, getting it so our people don't have to be shipped away from home just to feed a family.